Hey everybody, I'm Mike DeSepoli and welcome to the Heritage Market Outlook for the second quarter 2021. As part of our process, we are back to break down the economy, the markets, and most importantly, lay out our strategy as we move forward into the second quarter. You know, global markets had a very choppy first quarter, but when the final bell rang on March 31st, we saw some nice gains across all major indexes. And when you think about what the first quarter and what we endured, right, given that investors did see interest rates rise, they saw fuel prices jump, they saw inflation worries reappear, and continued headwinds from COVID-19, considering that the first quarter did finish positive is nothing short of impressive. So first, let's start by taking a look back at first quarter performance from our major market indexes. First, let's start with the Dow Jones, adding 7.8% in the first quarter. Next, we move on to the S&P 500, which showed a gain of 5.8% in Q1. And last, but certainly not least, rounding out the pack is the NASDAQ, which underperformed this quarter, gaining only 2.8%. But we will cover this a little bit more later in the video. We think the NASDAQ will reclaim its, stop, its spot atop the market leadership. Looking at Q1, there was a couple themes that we saw that were driving action in the market. And this was mainly positive economic data, which tells us the economic recovery continues to take hold. Passing of more stimulus packages, which the markets like liquidity and stimulus, and we're certainly getting plenty of both. And of course, more COVID vaccines and ramping up vaccine distribution. Now, as far as market pundits go, they certainly had plenty to focus on as well, as we saw the 10-year Treasury yield rise swiftly during the quarter. And while we spoke about this in a couple separate videos that we didn't see it as being a big market problem, this was something that the prognosticators and the bears were focusing heavy on as it was looming on the horizon. All in all, markets seemed to ignore a lot of the negative chatter in the quarter on their way to new all-time highs. It was also an encouraging quarter for economic data as well. So let's take a look at some of our key leading economic indicators. So first on our data check, we want to take a look at GDP, right? GDP, a measure of total economic output, helps us gauge the strength or weakness in the recovery in the economy. So our most recent GDP reading shows the uh, annualized growth rate at 4.3%. This level of growth is above the long-term average of 3%, but again, coming out of the pits of the pandemic and the negative 31.2% GDP rating that we saw in 2020, it's expected that we will have a snapback and some higher than average GDP readings as we start to claw back some of the lost economic growth from the early days of the pandemic. The next thing we want to take a look at is the job force. So let's talk about the unemployment rate. Let's take a look at a chart of unemployment. Unemployment continues to improve as the economy reopens. I mean, that goes without saying there. The more businesses that open up, there'll be more jobs to fill. Uh, the current unemployment rate is 6.0%, which is still high, but has come a long way down 
from the highs of 2020, which was 14.6%. So we've come a long way down, still have plenty of work to do. And as the economy and states continue to reopen, we expect to see this number come down more towards longer run averages below 5%. The next two economic indicators we want to discuss, we believe are playing a critical, critical role in the market's recovery. And we touched on these last quarter, but it's important that we focus on them here again. So the, the first chart I want to bring up is total personal income for all Americans. Okay, just like last quarter, this chart continues to show us that Americans have more income at their disposal today than ever before. And this is a very important aspect that we think is driving the recovery. And of course, this is a direct result of expanded unemployment benefits and stimulus payments. And that's why we see this big increase in personal income with a little bit of choppiness as new stimulus bills get unveiled. The second chart I want to revisit that we also spoke about last quarter ties directly into the increase in personal income we just mentioned, and that is the total money supply, which we refer to as the M2 money supply. And what this illustrates is that the money supply has grown by 26% over the last year alone. And this really should come as no surprise given all the stimulus programs that are currently in play. We think it's important that we cover these last two charts because the stock market loves stimulus and liquidity. And we certainly, certainly have plenty of both right now. And that does not appear to be changing for the foreseeable future. So now let's talk a little bit about our market strategy, our portfolio strategy, as we look ahead through the rest of the year. We believe the recovery has taken hold, and there's a lot of evidence for, of that in the economic data, and we think it will continue into 2022. But there certainly will be bumps along the way. We understand that. We know there will be, be volatility. And we actually, I know we, you don't like it, but we like volatility because we think that it creates buying opportunities in high quality investments. We also expect uh, pent up consumer demand and higher levels of disposable income to continue to drive growth in the economy. You know, we know that people have a lot of desires to do things they have not been able to fulfill over the last year. And as they start to feel more comfortable coming back out into the world with more disposable income, that should drive economic growth. We've said this before, we'll say it again. I know it didn't show itself through in the first quarter, but we expect the tech sector to be the star of 2021 as treasury yields start to moderate and people realize that a treasury yield at 1.7, 1.8, or even 2% is not going to restrict growth in the tech sector and may, you know, more, more broadly in growth stocks. We continue to believe money will flow back into these tech stocks as people realize that while we are getting a grip on this COVID pandemic, we are not out of the woods just yet. And technology is still going to play a big role in helping us continue our personal and business lives without missing a beat. We know that tech is the area of the market that continues to drive disruption and innovation. And those are the type of trends that we want to invest in to get good return on our money. We believe that many of the shop from home, home, work from home digital trends that have become more prevalent during the pandemic will remain far after the pandemic is over. And these are the companies that we are investing in to try to benefit from these trends. We've heard from them quite often, and we expect the Federal Reserve to continue to stimulate the economy well into 2022 through low interest rates and easy monetary policy. And we know the market likes this, and we expect there to be a lot more of it coming down the pipe.
The U.S. has already deployed trillions and trillions of dollars of stimulus, and it appears there will be more on the way with the recent $2 trillion infrastructure proposal by the Biden administration. And really, the bottom line is when you look at all the different factors at play, you have a global economy that is healing. You have vaccine distribution that is ramping up. We have low interest rates the world over, and we have global central banks pumping trillions of dollars of stimulus and support into their economies. This is a very bullish setup for stocks. It could cause some inflation down the line, but the best assets to own when inflation is on the horizon are real assets. That would be stocks, that would be ETFs, that would be real estate. These are the assets that will appreciate along with inflationary pressures and help protect our purchasing power. Now, as always, even though the outlook is good, we will certainly take nothing for granted. Uh, We continue to work hard on finding the right opportunities and the right risk-reward scenarios for our portfolio strategy so we can continue to help you increase your not just return on investment, but increase your return on life. If you have any questions, of course, we're happy to talk to you about something that might be on your mind, something that may be particular to your circumstance. We encourage you to reach out to us. We're always here to talk to you about the things that matter with your money. And of course, I've said it before and I'll say it again. We thank you so much uh, for the trust and confidence that you have in our firm. It's something that means a lot to us and we will never, never take it for granted. I thank you for tuning in and we hope to see you soon. Have a nice day.